Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life and in your organization, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a career coach, mother, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi friends, welcome back. I'm recording this uh, in the late stages, the end of winter. You know, there was an ice storm here in Portland, like a week ago and then today it's sunny and I saw daffodils in bloom. So it's a liminal transitional time and uh, I feel the vitality and freshness of spring building and I hope that you do too. Um, I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about that place we all get into in our careers of feeling sort of lost or at sea or untethered. And I want to share these thoughts today with a big caveat that it's one thing to be sort of lost in the normal cycle of change that we all go through throughout our careers. It's another thing to be doing that in the midst of a real economic, social, political upheaval that we are still in, you know. Um, it's We're coming up on a year since things really got ramped up with COVID, and uh, it's I find it really wearing on myself and a lot of people that we've been in this pandemic kind of way of life uh, for so long and that we're still like, you know, of course, coming up against a lot of different crises in terms of climate crisis, especially for those, you know, in Texas or around the country who were fell victim to the effects of climate change and a total lack of public safety infrastructure. And, you know, I was just reading about the controversy around the $15 minimum wage, (laughs) which is like, I can't believe that's a fucking controversy. Like $15 an hour is, you know, not even like, why is that controversial, right? Like that's not really even enough for many people um, living in today's ecosystem and this culture. So um, I'm just conscious of the fact that, you know, we all undergo transition and change throughout our careers. We all feel that sense of being lost. And it's a lot harder to be there when you don't have access to healthcare outside of a job, or you may not be able to pay your bills without a steady paycheck because of the way that our society has structured itself and and privatized everything. So just want to make sure you know where I'm coming from and make sure you know that It is not your fault if you feel lost. It is not your fault if things feel difficult or if you feel like something needs to change in your career, but you're not sure how to get there because, you know, this is not an easy society to make changes within. It takes, it often takes access to resources to be able to feel free in your career. And that's not right. That's not how it should be. My husband and I were talking the other day about this belief that seems deeply ingrained and and unique in some ways to the United States of America, this, this like saying that we all (laughs) repeat over and over again, that it could be worse, you know, well, it could be worse or well, you know, it's, I've got things pretty good. It could always be worse. Right. And I feel like that is just internalized capitalist bullshit that enables us to accept a way of functioning as a society that is abysmal and like does not work at all. Like, yeah, of course, you know, 
the storm in Texas could have been worse. I guess a meteor could have struck. Like, is that a reason not to have, you know, a power grid that's not reliant on fossil fuels or that actually functions or um, to have public utilities so that people aren't getting, you know, a $16,000 electric bill as a result? Like, no, that's the fact that it, things could be worse is not a reason to accept the total like, shit that this pandemic has exposed um, for so many of us. So maybe just a little PSA today that instead of the next time you say, you know, it could be worse, maybe, maybe think about how this could be better. You know, if things are feeling really tough in your career, let yourself have that, you know, you give yourself permission to just have it and and have it be difficult and that's okay and it doesn't mean that you're entitled or you know exercising unfair privilege by just accepting that you may not be where you want to be or that your boss is being a shit or that you wish you could leave without worrying about where your next you know money for groceries would come from like let's think about how we can make things better for everyone instead of falling back on this belief that you know, it's not fair to ask for more, right? Because people like Jeff Bezos aren't pausing to to wonder if it's okay to ask for more, right? Things are really wildly out of balance. So that's my little politics overview of where, you know, where Megan is today, and I hope it feels helpful. Um, but just want to give that sort of context before I dive into today's topic. Um, I have one announcement, which is that on March 16th, I'm hosting a live 60-minute workshop. Um, it's called Meant for More, Seasonal Living as an Antidote to the 9 to 5 Grind. You know, I think many people who are feeling caught under ground down by the modern way of working um, do fall into this belief that, like, it could always be worse. You know, at least I have this job, and, and that's true. And how could it be better? Like, how can you create a life or make decisions where um, you don't feel like you have to constantly compromise? You know, I believe fully that you are meant for more than a career that feels stale or toxic to you or for a life that feels empty. You are meant for more than, than that. And in this workshop, we're going to be covering my seasonal career development model and discussing which season your career is in and what that really tells you about what to do and where to put your attention. You know, capitalist overculture tells us that our careers should look linear, they should make sense, they should look, you know, like a, a healthy financial chart and trend upward in terms of salary and responsibility, but that is not most people's experience and that is okay. What is much more common and what is natural is a cyclical process where we are moving through different stages and growing in new ways throughout our careers. You know, for a while we may be in the spring and then it's a natural transition into the summer. And then, of course, we need the fall and winter periods as well. So we're constantly moving through these stages, but we don't really have a lot of permission or um, examples of of how to do so and how to do so in a graceful way. So in this workshop, I hope you'll join me for some rich, new nature-based perspectives on career and development, and also some helpful tools for how to move through these stages with a lot of grace and intention. So you can learn more about that workshop and register at awildnewwork.com or at the link in the show notes. And uh, with that, let's do our opening invocation. So wherever you are, just bringing a little sense of stillness. 
and I will read these words. May each of us be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Cowlitz and Clackamas tribes, among many others, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. Alrighty, so I want to start by sharing some thoughts about the zodiac sign of Pisces and where we are in this transition into spring. So if you don't work with astrology, no worries. Um, you know, take what resonates here and leave the rest. But Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. It's the 12th out of 12 signs. Um, it is a water sign, and there are three water signs throughout the zodiac. And I like to think of Pisces as the ocean. It is vast, it's powerful, it's mysterious. It is, so Pisces is a mutable sign, which just means that it um, it changes, it carries us from one season into the next. And of course, the ocean's tides, its currents, uh, the way that it affects weather reminds us that things, uh, it's natural for things to shift. Things, you know, don't always need to look the same. We don't always look the same. It's really that vastness and openness to change and transition and that uh, movement from the darkness of the winter into, you know, the sort of light, airy nature of spring. Of course, each zodiac sign corresponds to a card in the major arcana of the tarot. And in the tarot, the moon card is where we find and learn more about Pisces. And when we're in the moon archetype, we are in the process of being in the dark. We're under the moon's light. It may be a full moon, it may be new. We have to find our way with the tools that we have. And the moon card, when we're moving through this energy, it's really an invitation to get comfortable with being in that darker, shadowy, liminal place. And a lot of us are not comfortable there at all because it's, you know, it's hard when we can't see the path clearly and we don't know exactly where we're headed when something that looked one way in the daylight looks differently, you know, under a dark moon. Um, it's uncomfortable. It's disorienting. Uh, but again, these cycles that we move through when we're in this place, it's, it's natural and we don't need to fight it. There are things we can do to get through it in a, in a healthy way. In uh, March, on March 20th, on the spring equinox, the sun will move into the sign of Aries, starting a new zodiac calendar. And Aries sort of represents that energy of like the dawn. So we're here in the darkest period of the night, that darkness before the dawn. And if we think about what the plants are doing right now underneath the ground, we are establishing our roots. We are putting out small roots or threads to connect with other plants and with fungus underneath the soil. We're really fortifying ourselves before we come up through the soil and are reborn in the spring. So no matter where we are in our career, there is really an invitation right now to get comfortable with the mystery with whatever is shifting inside of us, whatever wants to be born in our lives and our careers this spring. We don't need to rush this. In fact, we really shouldn't rush it. Our role here is to fil facilitate the natural unfolding that's taking place, to um, learn how to be comfortable, to learn how to reach out for what makes sense and connect with it and trust that in a few weeks, you know, as the 
as the planet turns and the seasons get um, start to shift, in a few weeks we will be able to sprout and bloom and see what it is that's coming to life in our careers. But we're not there yet. And some of us stay in this darker, liminal, kind of shadowy time for longer than others. And I want to share some thoughts about what it means to be in this place. You know, obviously, as a career coach, I meet a lot of people who feel lost with especially with regard to their work. And again, it's a very uncomfortable place to be. I've been there. I've coached a lot of people through it. And oftentimes we think that we're lost or that we're hopeless or that this is a crisis. Like it's, you know, we put a lot of judgment on the fact that we don't know exactly what we're doing or what we want from our careers. And really it's not a crisis or a problem. It is a natural period of death and rebirth you know, if we are in that Pisces energy, if we're thinking about the ocean, we are out to sea, we are finding new currents to ride, or we are letting the waves kind of crash over us so that we can begin anew. It's not a problem, we're not going to drown. But there is this necessary period of sort of mysterious unfolding or reconfiguration or reintegration that is necessary before the spring. I have felt lost in my career many times and for different amounts of time. Sometimes, you know, it's like a wonky day. Other times it's been months where I just felt like I didn't know what I was doing or where I should be putting my attention. And part of that is, you know, me, because I know I overthink and overanalyze, but I know I'm not alone in that. And I have been through it enough times and coached enough people through it themselves to know that this is a very normal part of being a working human. We go through periods of clarity and activity and alignment, and we also go through periods of confusion or boredom or feeling totally topsy-turvy. It's part of being a conscious, awake, intentional, working person. So if you're feeling lost, I'm glad that you're not ignoring it, that you're paying attention enough to your life and your career that you see it and you can you can honestly assess how you feel. There are a lot of ways to get to this place where we feel sort of you know lost or at sea. And again, it's not a problem and, it, and we may not be there for any quote unquote, good reason. But here are a few things that I've seen and experienced. A lot of us get here if we've been unexpectedly laid off or fired and aren't sure what to do next. That can feel completely disorienting. Um, Sometimes we've gone through a period of doing the same thing for a long time, and we're just starting to feel that sense of like boredom or lack of inspiration where we feel sort of like we're floating and nothing is really anchoring us. You might be feeling burnt out and overwhelmed, or you may have pushed yourself to the point where you sort of have to step away from work and recover. You may be in a role or a business that's feeling hard or like everything is troublesome and nothing is really flowing or working. That can be really disorienting. You might leave a role that you know isn't good for you and then, you know, be on the other side of that wondering what what you just did and feel like you're... um, caught up in all these currents and aren't sure how to make sense of it. So all of these scenarios can lead to a sense of lostness or confusion. And some of it is in our control and some of it isn't. And again, none of it means that you're bad or that you've made the wrong decision or that your career is hopeless. It's just where you are. And again, we all go through these cycles. 
So what, what do we do when we're in this place? Most of us, our initial reaction is to flail, <laughs> is to freak out, to, you know, try to swim as hard as we can for the shore, try to force a new way, revert to familiar states of being, getting back into a place that is familiar and comfortable, which again, doesn't mean that we're doing anything wrong, but it, that often isn't very helpful. Because again, remember, it's like we're out at sea, we're in this vast ocean, and it's not forever. But the clarity that we want or that we're clamoring for usually just is not there. And our nervous systems need a chance to catch up. Our path, for some reason, we're in that moon card. Our path is obstructed. We can't see very clearly. And the invitation here is to really rest and recalibrate. When we're in this place, we may just not be meant to know what we're, what to do. It may just be that it's not time, it's not clear, and trying to force the knowing, trying to see more clearly usually backfires. Um, I had a client who quit her job and felt really good about it, but then sort of panicked, like one does, and that's okay. She panicked, and within like a week, she had started a new business with a friend, and it it looked good on paper, like I'm sure they could have really made a go of it, but it ended up ended up being like a total emotional sort of process and did not work out, did not, did not end well. Um, and it did not take this person long for her to realize that she needed to just stop and just sit with the discomfort and the feelings around having just left a, a position that was very familiar that she was good at. And it was really uncomfortable for her to sit with not knowing what to do, but it was a necessary part of her transition. And by doing so, she was able to eventually foster a lot more clarity, a lot more groundedness around what was next and um, take the steps that were actually aligned with her and that actually worked out um, and got her into something that, you know, did not end up being a disaster at all. So this process can be really painful because we put a a lot of pressure on ourselves to always be producing, to be linear, to know what we're doing, to, you know, sort of uh, buy into this wider belief in uh, the need to understand and know everything, like the scientific bias toward like breaking things down and understanding the individual parts and how it all fits together. But this is a mysterious process that can't always be named or explained. But we put pressure on ourselves to know exactly, you know, why we feel this way or what's going on. And we may just not know all the time. And we may also be getting a lot of pressure from others because, you know, we are not super comfortable with our own lack of knowing. And we're also not comfortable when the people in our lives don't know what they're doing. <laughs> we might want to come in and like solve that for them. And so you may be getting pressure from others to um, be clearer about your career than you really are right now. And if we've been in a process of like blooming where, you know, our work is obvious, people might see that we're good at it. Um, and now we're kind of becoming, we're re-becoming that seedling underground in the dark and people can't see what's going on anymore. That can be really um, uncomfortable for them and for us, right? You might be getting a lot of questions like, have you applied for that job yet? You know, what are you looking for? What do you want next? And we may just not have the answers and that is okay. Again, it doesn't mean that nothing is happening. There's a lot happening under the soil. We just can't see it yet or we can't put words or shape to it yet. 
So rather than flailing about or panicking or manufacturing some next step that isn't really aligned for you, I want to share six ways to move through this period and find your footing that are really going to be supportive. These are things that have worked for me and the clients that I support and I promise this this will be time well spent if you can hold on to these six tips. Um, the first one is, of course, not to panic. Um, don't fight the current. <laughs> Find the flow and the ease that's available to you. When you're in this spot, I know it's hard, but you're going to waste a lot of energy resisting it. You can, you know, float. You can call out for a life raft. If you've been, you know, ripped away from the shore, like you're in a a horrible sneaker wave or rip current, you know, don't fight it. You want to swim parallel to the shore. This is my little sneaker wave PSA for those of you, you know, on the West Coast. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with sneaker waves, <laughs> they're very dangerous waves that um, can be deadly. I almost died when I was four and got taken out by one. Um, and so, you know, don't turn your back on the ocean. Uh, walk with a walking stick if you're in the northern west coast uh, on the on the ocean shore. And if you get pulled out, uh, swim parallel to the shore. Uh, that's my PSA to keep you safe. Anyway, if you have been kind of taken out to sea and you're in that place where you feel really lost, let yourself be there. You know, I it feels like you know you taking a deep breath and kind of putting your hand on your heart. And just being like, okay, uh, this is where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel clear. I feel afraid. Whatever it is, just really letting yourself have that. Number two is to get back to basics. When we're in this spot, we need to focus on what it is that we can control. And that's things like your sleep, your food, how much you're moving, really attending to what you can, to what makes sense to your body. If you have to keep working, if you're like, you know, continuing to work, but you're feeling this way, it's okay to get on autopilot for a little while to really let yourself kind of go through the motions. You don't have to, you know, bring 110% every day to something that you know is shifting. It's okay to um, mail it in for a little while as you get your footing. Number three is to carve out space to get very still every day, some sort of ritual that can act like an anchor for you to give yourself the spaciousness to check in with, you know, how are you feeling? What feels true and sure to you right now? Even if it's tiny, you know, even if it's that you want to stay in your job one more day, it's okay to, to make this very small. But when we're in this place and we're sort of out to sea and, and maybe getting tossed around, we need to find that anchor, um, that spiritual practice, that meditation, that daily sort of touch point, whatever it is, to breathe deeply and to check in with what we do know and what we feel sure about. Number four is to pay attention to the signs that you're getting. Even though it's dark, we're in you know the moon card and things are wonky and we can't always see clearly, you are still getting signs from your body, especially about the areas of your life and career that make sense to you. You know, what is the work that feels 
easy? What's the work that feels interesting or exciting? Who are the people that feel like relief to be around? You know, what are the places that you miss or that make sense? And really trusting that sense of relief and ease to guide you and holding on to those things, naming them, writing them down, getting closer to them. Again, holding on to these anchors that you do have. Number five is to give yourself permission to just be silent in relation to other people and their questions. When we're in this place, it is really unhelpful to be surrounded by people who want a lot of clarity or want something from us that we just can't provide. And you don't really owe them anything. You know, if it's your partner or your spouse and you share income, okay, maybe you owe some explanation around where you're at in terms of your income. But otherwise, it's really okay to just um, be really discerning about how much you share and to not overshare. I have a client right now who um, is starting a new venture and she has only told a, a few people because we don't want anyone else's analysis to come in and really impede this new growth or to rush her process. This is a really sacred period of of you know disintegration and reintegration and it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else except for you number six is to ask for help from people who will give you that permission and not rush your process again a lot of people are uncomfortable with this this place of not really knowing but sensing that something needs to change so be really discerning and find the people who understand that life is mysterious who understand that you are more than a physical body who goes to work that you have a spirit that you evolve that your soul might be hungry for something else you know surround yourself with people who know that not knowing is a normal natural part of change um, hold on to those people or find them and um, and stay close to them because you need a lot of support and um, not necessarily guidance, but you need space to to swim around and to see what's what and to find your footing again. So in summary, here are the steps I'm recommending if you're in this place. One, don't fight it. Don't flail. <laughs> Two, Get back to basics and focus on what you can control, especially with regard to your body and your health. Three, make space to get still daily. Find those anchors, those touch points that can get you grounded. Four, pay attention to the signs that you are getting. Pay attention to what feels like relief or what feels easy or interesting. Five, give yourself permission to not explain, to be silent, to keep quiet. And six, ask for help from the people who get the process and are not going to rush you. You will find your way through this time. You will get back to the shore and be on solid ground again. I know you will. We never stay in one state for, for forever, right? Life is dynamic. It's constantly changing. We have all been here. We will be here again. But if you're in this place and it's feeling really dark and hopeless. I know the mind can go there. I know it can be really scary. Um, just remember that you, you will not drown here. You will find your way. Absolutely. These are the tips that have been lifelines for me and my clients when we're in this place. And I know that if you hold on to them, they will help you. So, you know, best of luck. I hope that this has felt useful 
if you're in a mysterious time and you would like some more personalized, you know, deep support, I would love to do an intuitive career reading for you. These are tarot readings about your career, about the big work that you're meant to do right now and how to do it. And you can learn more at wildnewwork.com or at the link in the show notes. Well, that's what I have for you today, my friends. I hope that if you are out floating in the sea that you can enjoy it as you can, that you find those anchors that are helpful and that you find your way, you know, with grace and a lot of permission to be there and a lot of self-love and compassion. Because I know it's a difficult time, but you'll get back to the shore soon. I know it. All right. Bye for now. Bye.